0: Welcome to the Revival Center podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Hey, you guys, just a quick heads up on this episode. Um, About halfway through, we had some construction going on, and so you might hear some bumping in the background, so I apologize for that. Um, it's not ideal. We try to do a few audio things to clean it up, um, but hope you enjoy today's devotion, um, and we appreciate your your patience with that. Thank you, guys. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Revival Center podcast. We're so glad to have you joining us here again today, and if this is your first time, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That's the best way that you can keep up to date with all the podcasts that we put out, whether it's our revival talk series or where we sometimes do interviews or we do things like today, which is um, more of a devotion, uh, looking at the scriptures or our sermons that happen each and every week. We post those and uh, hit that subscribe button, you'll keep up to date, be able to see when we post new content. And uh, I hope you guys had a wonderful uh, Resurrection Sunday. Uh, this past weekend. We had a wonderful time. Um, if you're here from our church, of course, you um, you participated in our passion service on Friday. We had an Easter egg hunt on Saturday, which almost got rained out, but we still went through with it and did all of our inside things. And the kids got loaded up with all the Easter eggs they could ever want. And of course, Sunday was a, was a wonderful, wonderful day. And um, I, I tell you, I'm all of us here on staff are still, I guess you could say, recovering um, from from the excitement and all the the work that went into it, and uh, obviously we are incredibly, incredibly appreciative to all of the volunteers that made this weekend happen. We could not have done it without our volunteers. Our volunteers are the backbone of this church, and, um, and so we greatly appreciate it um, from every single team that that participated and helped make this weekend possible thank you so much thank you so much and and so as we uh have that in mind as we have the um I guess you could say the resurrection weekend the passion weekend kind of behind us moving forward um we we don't want to move away too quickly of course like the the reality of the Easter season is one that is so, so important for us every single day. Um, we never graduate from the gospel, I guess you could say. We never move beyond the understanding of Jesus Christ, who he is, what he has done for us, and uh, how that affects each and every one of us, our daily lives. And so... Um, I thought that there was no better story to really kind of talk about and look at today than the story in Luke chapter 24 um, in the second part, which is the road to Emmaus. And, um, you know, you can imagine maybe today our Emmaus might not be actually walking on a road. It may be on on social media, hey, did you hear about this, or uh, we're texting back and forth. Um, But we look at this story, and um, we have two men, uh, two disciples, that were going to the village of Emmaus. Now, um, it's unclear exactly where this village is, um, but it's uh, on a road going out of Jerusalem. So uh, they've been in Jerusalem, they've seen the events of the cross, they know what has transpired. And um they're discussing this and seeing, okay, well what happened? What's going on? You can imagine um, you know, there's some confusion, especially they were there Palm Sunday just a week before, when um Jesus is being ushered in as a king. Um, And then this next weekend, okay, now he's been crucified, but now we're hearing reports that the tomb is empty. What's going on? So you can imagine it was a uh, busy news cycle, (laughs) uh, if you want to call it that. And so they're kind of walking here, walking uh, to this village, discussing, trying to figure things out. You can imagine they're saying, what did we see? And And we jump into this story. Um, chapter 24 of the Gospel of Luke, in verse 17, uh, we see that Jesus comes in. We see, obviously, this is Jesus after he has resurrected, and Jesus is um, has appeared to many. We see, of course, throughout the Gospels, after he has been resurrected, where he appears to uh, d- different individuals. He appears to the Twelve. He appears to Mary Magdalene in the Garden. Uh, he appears to large groups of people at times, and uh, and so this is one of these appearances of a resurrected Jesus, and and I love the the irony here, you know the it's almost a little comical when you when you read this of what Jesus says. So in verse seventeen, he says, "What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk?" And uh, and they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in and word before God and all the people. And, of course, they go on to say that he was he was crucified. And so that is, I think that is like comedy gold. You know, if you if you're thinking about if it's uh, if it's within the idea of a television show, um, of course that's something that we're all familiar with in this day and age. And it's this idea that you know something that the that a set of characters within the show don't know, and you're thinking, what are they doing? Like, because it's so obvious to you what is happening. And, um, you know, if you want to think of a, a comical idea, it's like when you have the, the, let's say, the scary movie, and you know that there's something in the closet. And you're like, we all know there's something in the closet. Why why are you going to go in there? What are you doing? You know, it's kind of that idea. So we see this story where you have these two men walking, and, and you have Jesus himself that has come, and they ask him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem that doesn't know about what happened to Jesus? You know, you see kind of the, the irony here. But I think it's, it's really interesting, and uh, something to consider in this story, is that Jesus does not immediately reveal himself, who he is to them. And we'll come back to this later. And so here, of course, they described it, you know, that that he was crucified. And and in verse 21, this this is a really interesting, really interesting part. It says, but we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover some women of our company completely amazed us they of our com- uh, excuse me they were at the tomb early in the morning and when they did not find the body they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it was just as the women had said but him they did not see so we see that they had this hope in Jesus that he was going to be the one to redeem Israel. Now, of course, we know that through the resurrection, Christ did redeem Israel. But you have to think, put your put yourself into the, the position of these disciples. See, their idea of a, of a Messiah was that he was going to come and overthrow Rome, that the redemption of Israel would be a political redemption. That this redemption would take away the yoke of Roman rule, that he would march into Jerusalem, throw out the Roman government, and Israel would be restored as a kingdom again. And so when you consider that, then Jesus dies, and they're like, okay, well, we had hoped that he was the Messiah. We see, as it said, that he was a prophet, mighty in word and deed, and, and that he was before God and all the people, that everyone was a witness to his mighty works that were done of God. And so you can see that they had this difficulty, but then they're met. They had this sorrow, obviously, that this that was met with, okay, well, I I guess he's not the Messiah. Is he not the Messiah? But then I've heard these reports that the, the tomb is empty and and that angels came and said to these women that that the, the tomb is empty. Oh, he is risen. Okay. And, and we've had people, witnesses, come and verify that the tomb is empty. And this is Jesus' response in verse 25. He says, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary the, that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So, it's really interesting that Jesus steps in and takes a hold of this misconception of who the Messiah was to be. And he meets them in their misunderstanding you see these these individuals these men they they didn't understand why this was necessary now the thing is is when we read the gospels we see where jesus says that you know the son of man will be lifted up you know referring to the manner in which he would die we see that he says that he will will die and raise again. He talks about this. He talks about the need for him to to go to the cross. You know, he makes these references to prophecies. And the thing is, is obviously these two men aren't one of the twelve, but we see all throughout the Gospels that there were more disciples of Jesus than the twelve now the 12 were obviously his closer inner circle and then of course you had the the 3 that were that were even even closer than than that um and so you know you can think about as though if you're looking at your closest friends and then you have your next and then you have those who who still are apart and if you think about it that maybe um think of another metaphor maybe like if you're looking at, at a church you have maybe you have some staff, then you have some lead volunteers, then you have all the others. You know, you it's a it's not a great metaphor, but you can kind of see the the way in which it's structured. Um, but these people obviously had been around Jesus. They had been in, in a position of learning under him. They had been exposed to the prophets. Of course, that would be from their Jewish backgrounds. They would have that teaching and that understanding. And so you have have this background, and and they know what Jesus has said. They know what the prophets have said. But they still are fitting who the Messiah should be within their own framework and with their own understanding of, okay, well, I guess this is what it's— Supposed to be. And so w- what Jesus does then is not say, oh, well, you're just too far gone. You have no idea what you're doing. He goes back and you can think on this walk. You could, I mean, you can imagine, imagine how well Jesus was able to articulate. The the prophets now imagine because I mean think about it it's prophecy about himself how well he knows it how much he he goes into into depth so you can imagine that this has to be probably the best teaching uh, and understanding of of what the prophets said about Christ and so you can just imagine there I would love to have been there walking on that road and having christ himself do this and what he does is he opens up their understanding their mind to exactly what the scriptures are saying and how he is the fulfillment of what they've been looking for that just the problem was is that they weren't understanding exactly who they were looking for and why and So he does this, and they finally get to the village. So he had been going, and then they invite him in to eat. And it says in verse 30, When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and that he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures, and they arose the same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and those who were gathered who were with him gathered together saying, "The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread so there's a few things here so obviously the eleven he he was there. Um, because obviously Judas had um, had gone astray and 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 killed himself, um, and so we have the eleven here. This is before they had um, chosen the the other um, disciple to replace Judas. So you have the eleven. They speak to another part. They speak to another appearance of Jesus, where he had appeared to Simon Peter. And these men say, look, this is what Jesus has, has done this. We, we have seen the Lord. And I want to, as we kind of get toward the end here, look at a beautiful part of this. At the very, the very last verse here, verse 35, I'm going to read it again. And they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. And so Jesus revealed himself to the disciples, to these disciples. We don't know the other one's name. We know Cleopas, or Cleopas. I'm not sure exactly where the inflection goes, but um, he revealed himself to them through the breaking of bread, through this act of fellowship. That the the risen Savior, you know. Sometimes I think we we kind of mysticize and and make it very a mystical experience of um, being around the risen Jesus and of of having this moment where we're like, oh, um, he must have been like, you know, he revealed himself, so he all of a sudden started shining very brightly and blinded them because he was so bright and. And that's how they knew it was Jesus and that he was risen. But here it's talking in such a human way of he revealed himself simply, simply by fellowshipping, breaking of bread with them. What a beautiful picture. And so as we process i guess you could say if we as we sit here we've we've heard i mean whether you were here at our our service or whatever other church you go to i'm sure there that easter sunday you had a sermon about the resurrection and you have heard uh, this weekend at some point about the cross and and what it meant and how christ died and and how he was risen and the the witnesses and all this and so at some point in some ways we are like those from emmaus, on the road to emmaus that we have heard all of these we've heard all of these stories. We've heard, we've we've seen, I guess you could say, we've witnessed through the scriptures the cross. We've witnessed through the scriptures the angel appearing to the women at the tomb. And we've seen all of this, and now we are processing, okay, well, what does this mean? What what happened why did this happen you know we're we're going through all of this and within that Jesus himself through the holy spirit that he has sent to us at his ascension he convenes with us through the scriptures as you and I as we read the scriptures as we read the prophets we see and we can interpret these events that happened through the prophets that through Isaiah that says he was a suffering servant of how he would die that he was the lamb that was to be slain we see this you know all throughout scripture we see that Christ says that as he as the snake was lifted up in the desert talking about the the serpent that was made by Moses that healed the people, that he was going to be lifted up from the earth. We see all these. Now we have this understanding through the Scriptures. And then, not only does Jesus speak to us, he fellowships with us. We have relationship with him. Our understanding of Jesus is not simply through some academic exercise although that's important it's important to have understanding it's important to know the scriptures deeply and richly and go deep but also we are to fellowship with him he comes and sits it says, it says in the word that he stands at the door and knocks and when the door is opened what does it say he does he comes and fellowships. He comes and dines. He comes and eats. And through that, that is a wonderful metaphor and an explanation of what it's like to have the Christian life, is to fellowship and be with Jesus Christ, our Savior. I mean, what what a blessing. What a blessing. So I, I just I read that story uh, this week. Um, meditate on it. Think about it. Think about Put yourself in the shoes of those disciples walking through. Go back to those references of Jesus in the prophets. Read them, think about them. Look at the, the, the story of the cross. Look at the resurrection and just joy, enjoy the reality of your Emmaus Road enjoy the reality of being with Jesus fellowshiping having him it is the Holy Spirit that reveals the scripture to us it is he who reveals us in all truth and enjoy that this week and so i hope this has blessed you guys uh just myself personally just reading this story just meditating on it thinking about it It's blessed me. It has blessed my socks off. And so um, we appreciate you guys. Share this episode with somebody. Uh, Make sure that they can hear this story. And uh, we thank you guys so very much for listening. And we'll see you next time.